T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Morang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. All right. We have got quite the divisional round in the NFL. Go on. This weekend's games will be a first in NFL history. Four. It is the first time that in the divisional round of the playoffs, all eight of the quarterbacks are going to be under the age of 30 years old. And that's a, that's the first time that has ever happened, that you have all of the quarterbacks in the divisional round under the age of 30. Are you there? I am. Oh. I was pondering that the oldest guy in that list is Dak at 29. 29 years old, and he turns 30 this uh, this July. But just think about this. Yeah, like, that's Tom nuts. Brady's 45 years old. So you have to go back 15 years just to find the AFC without a quarterback <laughs> over the age of 30. Um, well, I guess it would have to be unless the last couple of seasons. They there really isn't that gap. Like no, normally you have it's like big. it's what it tells you is that there is a group of quarterbacks for basically 10 years. It sucked. Well, there's a bunch of dysfunctional franchises, I think, yeah. that that just didn't hit. And they continue to be. But we also had a run of dominance at the quarterback position for so long that there were some teams that just weren't in the market for a quarterback. So teams were stretching. So, I mean, you think about it. You've got Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Manning, help Rivers, Ryan, Phillip Rivers. You had such a long stretch. Ten teams, a third of the league, basically. Yeah. That didn't move on for a quarterback for... If you put all of them like right around their peaks, there's probably a decade. And there's cra- here's the crazy part about it is that if you think of the guys that like the most unlikely to be back in this situation next year is is probably Dak Prescott because the AFC South is where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. They are on an upward trajectory. Jacksonville is with a young star quarterback. They're not playing in a team like the NFC East. Okay. 
you have, well, Daniel Jones probably the, the most unlikely to be back in the divisional round uh, next year. But you have Dak Prescott, who's 29 years old. There's no guarantees he gets back to this thing because look at the other young quarterbacks that, that potentially could be in the divisional round next year, whether uh, in the AFC, you have Justin Herbert, who is a long, sh- long ways until he's 30 years old. Um, in the NFC, uh, you'll look down the list at whether it's Justin Fields in Chicago, maybe. But I think you guys, you're going to be inching closer to 30 with guys like whether it's Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers may be back just in a different iteration on a different team somewhere down the line. This may just be a one-off because we have some of those guys that are 30, like a Matthew Stafford, who's been kicking around for a long time, but the mainstays are gone. This is truly just a rarity that you go from 23 years old and Mr. Irrelevant in Brock Purdy all the way up to 29 years old, the first time since the merger in 1970 that we've had all the quarterbacks at this stage of the playoffs be under the age of 30 years old. And in the AFC, it's even more wild. They're all kids. It's all kids. They're all top 10 picks. Yeah. They're all, all of them are top 10 picks. Uh, Mahomes 10th, Allen went 7th, Burrow went 1st, Trevor Lawrence went 1st. If you look at the NFC side, it's a complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy was Mr. Ir- Irrelevant. Literally the furthest away. He was the 262nd pick in the draft. Dak Prescott was the 135th pick in the draft in the 4th round. Jalen Hurts was the 53rd pick in the uh, draft in the 2nd round. And then Daniel Jones, the guy that everybody wrote off who looks like an accountant, he went 6th overall. He's the only top 10 pick is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. So it seems like with the younger guys, for the most part, teams are getting smarter. They are. drafting quarterbacks. Well, and I think with some of them, you're seeing they're sticking through it and, and coaching is getting better too. Uh, but I, I, it's just a weird little statistical anomaly. Anomaly, and I think with like you know coaching with Brian Dayball, why is Brian Dayball not considered th- like the, this generation's quarterback whisperer too? Is it because Dan he's Campbell kind of fattened with the beard? Yeah, Dan Campbell did. Dan Campbell lauded him and said he should win Coach of the Year all about the Mannings during the game on Monday night. He, yeah, he should. I mean, he he said, "Listen, you want to give me an award? You can give me due to the year." Hey, that's awesome. Very, very Dan Campbell. I like that. But a lot. he, he, he very much went to bat for Dayball. Brian Dayball, uh, his last three stops as a coach. Okay, let's hear the quarterbacks he's worked with. Alabama in 2017. Uh huh. Who they have there? Uh, well, Jalen Hurts, uh-huh. who he'll be playing against. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Uh-huh. Um, and oh my God, Tua. So those three were he coached all three of those guys. Remember that one year that they're saying all three of them were together? Dayball had all three of those. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Buffalo, and when everybody was trying to write off Josh Allen. He said, no, don't do that. This guy's really good. Made him accurate. And then Which, now, that's the hardest thing, I think, for to do with a quarterback. And now you have Daniel Jones. And, like, and this is all to say that when he was hired, his first NFL job, was in New England, where the Patriots came in and with Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick needed a new personal assistant because he promoted Josh McDaniels. Mm. Josh McDaniels was like his personal assistant. <laughs> and God. so McDaniels was promoted, and he goes, all right, where do I go to find somebody? And he goes 
to his friend Nick Saban's staff in Michigan at Michigan State, and he hired Brian Dayball away. That is like, but Brian Dayball is not considered because I think we just go Josh Allen and then what he's doing Daniel Jones right now. Over his career, he has been that guy that's always kind of propped up quarterbacks. And look at his last three stops alone, where he had Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and now Daniel Jones, and and did things with them that kind of raised the bar for all of those guys. It's been impressive what he's been able to do. Yeah. Coaching is is so different in the NFL than it is from – I would liken it more to Major League Baseball Mm -hmm. where it's so position-specific with what you can and can't do. Yeah. And not to say that you can't work across positions, but like your effectiveness and your ability to translate and relate. Uh, McDaniels working with uh, Andrew Hawkins with the – the wide receiver group and the stuff that he taught him, like thinking about things so differently, taking quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and Josh Allen, who have these unique and, and, you know, 99th percentile tools, but didn't know what the hell they were doing with them. Like Josh Allen couldn't throw accurately. I remember Oregon playing Wyoming and everybody talking about how, you know, uh, Josh Allen was this high end prospect. I remember watching that game and going, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's also hard though. When you have, a talent nobody around you. but like just like throw deep. just just throwing the ball you were just yeah. like this is really hard to see and then he goes in his rookie year when he complete 52 percent of his passes no idea it i mean it was it was garbage it was awful it's a kind of completion percentage that was like mm, okay 1974 if you're not clearing 65 percent now you're not up there you're just not and to be a guy who's now doing that five percent is a lot Look at the top. Listen, look at the top guys in the league right now. It's so absurd how good these guys are at the top end. It's 64, 65, 67%. What the hell? It's the, it has exploded in that the Dayball has gotten guys in Allen and uh, Jones who were wildly inaccurate to be remotely such is, is nothing short of miraculous. Yep. Because across the NFL, Dusty, through our lifetime, what has what has been the hardest thing to improve in quarterbacks? Accuracy. And he's doing it. He's done it with two guys who did not look like they had the profile for it. Mike Leach, RIP, said it was the one thing that you can't coach a quarterback to do. And yet somehow it appears Dable has done it with two of them. Yeah. Hell, which is wild. Hell, three. Well, Hurts, Hurts at Alabama was not very accurate early on. No. And he is he's incredible what he's been able to do. Uh, over his last two stops, which everybody knows. And then when he was at Alabama, it was just like, oh, yeah, well, you got the best players. Well, uh, look at that quarterback room. Making and the, making the best players better is a skill. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, Brian Dayball now in the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, Doug Peterson wants to hear none of this. Danny Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. I mentioned a stat last week heading into the Super Wild Card weekend that was pretty unfathomable regarding Trevor Lawrence. Now that stat has been mentioned to his coach, Doug Peterson. And uh, Peterson is having none of it because he doesn't want the mojo to stop because of what day of the week they play on this week. Are you aware that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday? This guy. <laughs> 37 and 0. High school, college, and pros. He's on the first one, so. That's pretty impressive. Nah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Next question. <laughs> this guy. This guy. This guy. This guy. He wants nothing to do with it. But Trevor Lawrence now 37 and 0 on Saturday. If he beats the Kansas City Chiefs, in Arrowhead, then I will start believing this stat is like, forget Sunday, touchdown Jesus, Trevor Lawrence, it's Saturday. Saturday is his day. Then that's the day you got to celebrate Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would be petitioning for every game to be played on Saturday next year. You jump on the, you jump on it and you say, you know what, we'll take over NFL. I know you want to take over every day of the week. We're going to take over Saturday and we're going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars 17 game schedule every single Saturday. We want to be a part of it because Trevor Lawrence will never lose. Yeah, that's how this works. Math. It is. Analytics, ladies and gentlemen. 37 and 0 is, is absurd, especially when you're down 27 and nothing. To have that that comeback. But this is going to be a different animal and a different beast this week because you're going to Kansas City and you got to play in Arrowhead, where that is a different animal than the Chargers coming to Jacksonville and going to Duval. Look, look, man, I I love love me some Trevor Lawrence. I am absolutely out on them saying it's going to be fine, it'll be just as loud in Kansas City. It is like a jet engine taking off at Arrowhead. Well, that is, that is quite literally what Trevor Lawrence said today. Obviously, the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it would be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So you, you, we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round. The difference is... You know, you, you win and you keep going, you lose and you're done. So there's that there's that sense of urgency of just, I mean, I don't want to say it this way, but just the desperation of doing everything you can to win the game, and you feel that on both sides of the ball. And that's, it's that way in the regular season too, but it's just, 
another level just because everybody knows, you know, this is, especially now we're in the divisional round, we're getting deeper and deeper in this thing. People know what's on the line, and you just, I mean, guys just want to do whatever it takes to win. Um, I think 142 decibels, that is what they, that's a record high for the decibel levels in Kansas City. That is the world record for the loudest open door air stadium. Uh, and that was in 2014. So this weekend, because Trevor Lawrence said that, you're going to have those Arrowhead faithful being a little bit louder than they were even in Jackson. Look, you're talking about a place that wasn't built for this. It just is. Yeah, it's it's, it's loud. It's raucous. It's I'm, honestly, I, I'm I'm a big believer in that the the AFC West is basically the the la- well, discounting the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, um, Kansas City have been historically three of the hardest places to play at because of fan noise and 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 absolute insanity. Well, not Vegas anymore. Not yeah. Well, not Vegas. Uh, prior to that, I should say the AFC West kind of had that that marker. Um, that's a bunch of road fans in L.A. for the Chargers and Vegas. Yep, and that's and that's the thing is it's, that's not the case in Kansas City. No, you you get in there, man. They'll be tailgating at four o'clock in the morning, and it's not going to stop until I mean until that game's over. And look, I would love to see the Jaguars be the the team of destiny here. That'd be cool. It'd be a super cool story. It would ignite the the Ooh, story yes. of, of of Trevor Lawrence and Jeff Russ's fandom would be off to a raucous start with the Jaguars. The Jags take it to the limit. We need to play that with them in the playoffs. Mm. This guy. Uh, <laughs> you need to look up on YouTube, Jeff. There is a Jaguars super fan. It may still be in the system here. I don't know. They pulled this years ago. But I know there's a drop. Take it to the limit, Jags fan, is one of the most incredible videos ever. And it's total Florida. Not Florida man. It's Florida woman. Um, But it would be cool. It would be cool to see him. But I'm with you. I don't see this happening this week. Not against Kansas City. Because here is where it's incredible to sit there and look at the teams that are healthy are the ones that are playing so well right now. And Jacksonville is relatively healthy, right? They've, they're actually getting back to, to good health, but Kansas city, man, they are, uh, they're going to be firing on all cylinders heading into this one. That's my concern about Buffalo. That's my concern about Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like you look at these teams and, and as the playoffs go on, attrition happens. Well, a lot of these teams are super banged up heading into this. That's why I have a, that's my big question mark about Cincinnati. the 49ers. Oh, no, the 49ers, because they're always hurt. True. They, they are always dinged up there. There's like always something wrong with somebody. They're not as bad as they have been. That's no. for sure. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop to be <laughs> like, okay, here we go. Because Debo Samuel on a high ankle sprain that he's he, mm-hmm. he's come back from it's incredible. Trent like, Williams, I mean, yes, they're always Bosa. But well, a Bosa is going to be hurt. Yeah, right now it's his brother Joey in Chargersville with his whatever back and his feelings. Both of those are hurt, <laughs> but Nick Bosa is healthy right now. Like that is, I know that Samson and Bookham was hurt. The, the, the Armstead David has been in and out. Yeah, I have. I, I that is the one thing I'm looking at with San Francisco. Say if they lose to Dallas, what's it going to come down to? Health, 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 health. Because they've proven that they can do it um, with the talent that they have on the field. Um, 
But to as it pertains to the Jaguars, like Kansas City's healthy. They've been sitting there for a week. They're ready for this, and this is nothing new for them. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, yeah, good luck. I, I hope it isn't as loud as it was in Jacksonville. First year we took it to the limit. Yeah, that, there's a whole news report that goes with that lady, and it's incredible. She's talking about the Jags. You, you got to go find that on YouTube, Rust, and we will play that uh, in honor of your Jacksonville Jaguars. <clears throat> The one thing that did suck about uh, the Saturday night game, though, with the Chargers and Jags, is that it you could tell it was like you could feel it through the TV. The energy of the stadium—it definitely wasn't coming from Al Michaels and Tony Dungy—but <laughs> the energy from that stadium was zapped so quickly. Oh, because yeah, because of the way that the game, way game started. started. Well, just such a bummer because it, the Jags are fun. Mm-hmm. They're fun. Yeah, they I, are. The, I, I'm pro fun. Uh, Brandon Staley not making Charger fans uh, feel any better today um, because he said he was asked about the game and if he was outcoached by Doug Peterson. Uh-huh. His response was, that wasn't the case for a half. <whistles> yep. And you... You, 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 you... We have that oh, audio here. Here, I want to hear the context uh, Yeah, I, w- I want to see what it sounds like. Oh, Bill, I thought it was a tight game. I thought that for a half, um, you know, I thought I wouldn't say that, that was the case for a half. You know, I think at the end of the game, um, you know, that team that we were playing showed a lot of fight, a lot of resilience. I thought it was a high quality game uh, against two teams that are, are both young and hungry. Um, and so I thought it was just a high level game all the way around. And so um, I think Doug's an outstanding coach. And um, I know that we were coaching at a high level. And um, hopefully we're going to get another chance at those guys. No. You threw the ball 46 times and you were leading 27 7. Yeah. No. The, yeah, for the half, yeah, it was pretty good. Things were great when you're up 27 nothing, then 27 7. But I'll say 25 to 8 passed a run ratio in the second half. Um, oh, I don't know. A challenge with 7:04 to go in the in the game to lose your second timeout. Um, I think that was a, a bad coaching decision, right there. Um, let's see here. M- maybe I'll say that there was a there was a situation where they could have gone for it on fourth. It was like fourth down and two, and I'll let them I'll let them go on this one because if the the way that their offense was performing, which wasn't well because you were getting out coached and outplayed. Uh, there was a fourth down and two that they usually go for, and they didn't go for it. Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that you got outcoached. I don't think that really makes Charger fans feel better that you say for a half I didn't. Yikes. And you fired your offensive coordinator after the game. Hmm. Pretty sure you didn't do it because he was doing a bang-up job. For a half. <laughs> for a uh, half he did yeah, good. Yeah, when he had uh, only 25 yards to work with. Yeah, he was great. He was spectacular. Really, really dialing them up, huh? <laughs> when Jacksonville Jags, when the Jags looked like their puppies had been punted over a bridge, yeah, we were looking great. We were coaching our butts off then. Goodness gracious almighty. <clears throat> okay. 503-250-1080. That is a fan text line. Hey, we talked Blazers at the start of the show. Um, this is a big question that came out of our other Blazer conversation. What level of production do we need to see from Shaden Sharp? Here's Rust with SportsCenter. 
This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, 235, Dusty Hera, Danny Morang with you. We were talking Blazers earlier after uh, they fall to the top team in the West, Denver, 122-113 at Ball Arena. What a great name for a basketball arena, too. It's better than, what is it? Was it Talking Stick or Walking Stick? Talking Stick talking in, stick. in Arizona. Yeah, that, that and Sleep brutal. Train Arena. Well, woo-woo. Um, we were ha- having a conversation about Damian Lillard in the Portland Trailblazers, which Dame uh, joined Elite Company last night with another 40-point performance. Uh, there are three players to average 40 points per game over any five-game span this season. Okay. So you just pick any five games at any point in the season. Uh, there's only been two others that have averaged 40 points per game over a five-game stretch. Luca, Giannis, Dame. Those other two That's guys, good at basketball? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Also, there was another one where he, where he tied Oscar Robertson as the only NBA player and, and only guard to average over 35 on over 55% shooting over a four-game stretch or five-game stretch. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. He has been on fire. Yeah, well, they need every single one of his buckets, and that's mm-hmm. the kind of part that sucks when you sit there and you're like, here he is dragging another team, which uh, begged the question. We were talking about um, we were talking about the growth of this roster and seeing mm-hmm. how it – how it is able to kind of take a next step forward. And, and you mentioned, like, look, you, they drafted Shaden Sharp after the the year of tanking last year, and we're going to have to see kind of where he is. And, and that begged the question. We got several people texting in uh, at 503-250-1080, the fan text line. Uh, you know, what, what do you need to see from a guy like Shaden Sharp in, in the development? What does that production and what level of production do we need to see from Shaden Sharp as – the next step of his growth. I've been talking to a lot of people around the league this year around Shaden, just because, you know, they don't get eyes on Shaden all that often. And the thing is, is how far away do you, do you think he really is? I keep telling people he's two years. He's 19. That puts Dame at 32, but I know, but this is the thing is that we sit there and, and this is the hard part is that you look at that on a, to use an old Shayism. Mm-hmm. We've got guys on the same career arc. Yeah. Joe's Joe's said they have two timelines, and he knows how reckless it is to run two timelines. But they'll make a decision when they have to. They don't have to make a decision right now because they aren't that they aren't competing for a title right now. They don't have to make the decision right now. Everybody in the organization knew this year. Let's see what we got. Let's make the playoffs and figure out where we need to go from here. And there is a spot like basketball purgatory. Bad. Yes. Not a spot you want to be. Being there for a year is fine. Yeah, and that's not like. That that is where the Blazers were for a decade in its five through ten range. The thing that is frustrating is right now they're in the five to ten range. But this is what this is what I was talking about last year was untangling an S web yes. that Neil O'Shea put together. That has been untangled for the most part almost completely by Joe Cronin in a year. In a year. But this is the other thing is that now in order to get out of basketball purgatory. You needed to untangle that S-web of mm-hmm. con- bad contracts, poor draft position. They finally get 
you know, Shaden yep. Sharp. Uh, you got out of the CJ contract and you bring in some expiring deals. You're able to use the mid-level on a guy like Gary Payton. Okay. The greatest raise exception that brings in Jeremy Grant for a, a lightly protected first-round pick. And so where you're at right now is, okay, it does feel you're in basketball purgatory. But there's also like this weird spot of not being a championship mm-hmm. contending team and not being a tank team. Yep. Okay. And then there's like a sliver of teams that are not in basketball purgatory, but there is a way out of basketball purgatory. Yeah. I mean, and the Blazers the are ways either to up create... or down. That's the thing is like, they're not going to be a team that's stuck there. They will, they will eventually pivot one way or the other. And it may either be a boom or a complete bust. Look, but that's something. That's, that that's what least, Joe has said. He's going to take risks. And Neil O'Shea was was okay with being in basketball yes. purgatory because Joe is not. guess what? We were going to the playoffs. You'd win a playoff series every now and then. And we projected the fifty three win team with Alfred Camino at the four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least and I know it feels, and this is the hard part, it feels the same. Right now, well, that, that's the problem. It is feels the same. Everybody though. is associating this team. With basically the last seven years. It's not. You have a new president. You have a new number two. You have a new number three. You have a new GM. You have a new coach. Everything is new. Everything sans Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic is new. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to stop associating the past seven years with this team. <laughs> Joe really, Cronin but it's should, really hard to, man. It is, but it's Joe really Cronin and, and this team should not pay for the sins of the idiot before them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem is that everybody, well, they did this. It, they're all gone. Yeah, I can't, but you can't blame folks because of how eerily similar it does It's Stockholm feel. Syndrome. That's yeah. the thing. Is like you 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 were locked with the Neil O'Shea. This is a championship contending team. He's he's speaking sweet nothings in your ear that have no business being there, yeah. and you believe it because you get this little tangible fun run to the Western Conference Finals. Ugh. Ugh. God, it was the worst thing to happen to this franchise. Don't be wrong; it was fun. That was but fun. Be- everybody believing that they were just one step away with Ennis Cantor mm. and Rodney Hood, and it was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, I. But here is the deal: is that you give it some time, and then you're, you're right. It'll go one of each, one of two ways. It either go up, it, but it, it better happens, you know, sooner rather than later. Or this fan base is going to. I would out. say within the next year, you're going to get a very decisive move, one way or another. And that is what people want. Yeah. And, and that, and if it doesn't happen, he's already had it, one but, major decisive move. Yeah. And at least they have that. Which is nice, literally. But it's got to be. There's got to be more to get out of this purgatory, one way or the other. Certainly. And if that doesn't happen this next off season, because that's what you're talking about yes. in the next year, it, it, I doubt it'll be before the trade deadline. You're going to make any franchise changing moves in the off season. If that doesn't happen, pitchfork should come out. If they don't come out, you should. You should at least go check your 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 tool shed and sharpen. Okay. Maybe don't have them out. Maybe don't be parading the streets, but make sure that, you know, they're ready. Yeah. It just feels, it feels, I, I feel for the Blazer fans in that frustration because it's, it's there, but you also do have to remember it's the, the franchise isn't trying to tell you that this is a championship. They're telling you they're not good enough. That they are. Honestly, Flat out. Like, and they're not. And the they're thing, not. The, the thing is, I guarantee you, Dwayne Hankins does not want 
the GM of the team going out publicly trying to sell tickets and saying, we're not good enough. Yeah. But yet they still are. And that's, again, like it's something I appreciate about what they're doing now is they're not trying to sell you something that they're not, and it's not like they're sitting on their hands. They've already been active. <sighs> yeah. No, they that, have been before. But... They, they've, they've, the Jeremy Grant deal by itself, without even trading CJ, just bringing in Jeremy Grant is quite literally bigger than any move Neil O'Shea did outside of drafting Damian Lillard, and God. drafting Damian Lillard was forced upon him. He is so damn good. He's good. It's so like he's good. So I, I yes, I do have faith in what Cronin has done so far. Yeah. But it only goes as far as what have you done for me lately? Yep. Right. Uh, and right now it just feels like the same old, same old. Yeah. All right. 503-250-1080. We'll make you happy. Um with a, a a fan that you will hear from who you'll really understand why Jeff Russ loves the Jags. Danny Dusty on the fan. Where we're moving on. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right. Jefferson's. Moving on up. Moving on up. Premiered this day in 1975. Oh. 48 years ago. George Jefferson. Spinoff from All in the Family. I thought this was Nelly. One of the great, uh, one of the great sitcom theme songs. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, fantastic. George Jefferson, what and a character! Funny little tidbit I read earlier, which oh, okay. I saw it on the internet, so it has to be true. Uh, apparently, uh, when Sherman Hemsley was a kid growing up, he had a crush on this girl named the Wheeze, and he called her Wheezy. Uh, no way! Yes, and that only slipped out uh, when he accidentally called his TV wife Wheezy, and it just stuck. Oh no way! Yeah. I love stories like that. Wow, it, that is how. It, imagine being the girl childhood crush, and right? You're watching on TV, like, hey, wait, <laughs> hey, that. Uh oh, <laughs> finding out that one. Oh, wow! All right, Jeffersons, way to go. What's your favorite uh, theme song of all time? Oh God, boy, that's <sighs> that's tough. That's so tough. It's tough. I mean, do you go A Team, Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard? I might even go cartoon. Dukes of Hazard is, is, uh, is might even go fantastic. like Transformers. Would you, just a good old boy. Would you have it as a bump on Yacht Rock Friday? It's the greatest American hero theme. Yeah, that is a good one. George Costanza loved it enough to make it his his answering machine. Um, a Team's up there for sure. Bum, ba, dum, ba. That, that sticks in your head. I mean, I, got, I like who's the boss. I like gro- growing pains too. Growing pains, family ties. One. You know what? If I had yeah. to go sitcom, it'd be Full House. Yeah, Full House. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> good talk, guys. That's good. Yeah. What'd you? I just said. I just said it is Dukes of Hazard. Oh, it was. Well, it was Dukes, Dukes of Hazard, and then it is uh, Growing Pains. I'll throw in there as well. Okay. I, I do like Full House. Full House is awesome. Dallas yeah. was a great instrumental. It was. It was. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think I've told this story before, but like, well, my kids were like in super into what time they're born, you know, mm. like, like, what time was I born at? And I was like, oh, and they're like, what time were you born? And I was like, I have no idea. And so I called my mom and I'm like, what time was I born? She's like, I don't know when Dallas was on. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Back, back when we had, like, scheduled there. TV shows that we knew what time they were on. So, kids, uh, 7 p.m. There you go. <laughs> That's when I... Oh, cheers, cheers. 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 Yeah. Oh. Cheers. Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is fantastic, too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good ones. Apparently, also on this day, a year prior to the Jeffersons, uh, the $6 million man uh, Cheers is it. Cheers is it. Final answer, cheers. I'll, I'll, I'll bump my, mine and go Fresh Prince. Because I, I sang one. that one more than any of them. So good. Um, all right. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They are in the divisional round of the playoffs. And this is a throwback to a Jacksonville Jaguars fan who is, I think this is back in 2017 when they were making the playoff run with Blake Bortles. And they found this woman. And she was just a Florida person doing Florida things. Here's the interview that she gave to a local news channel. They say they have the best draft in the entire NFL. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple so minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. So hammered. Is that Willie Nelson? <laughs> and the best part about it is like, if you go and watch the video when she says, steal the show, she gives like this sexy, seductive look out of the corner of her eye. It is fantastic. It's, it's gold, and Jerry Gold. Jeff Rust, <laughs> that, my friend. That's your people's. That's your people. That is Duval. Uh, you can take your, your plane trip with your millions of dollars to Okeechobee and join them. The first year, we took it to the limit. <laughs> you got that one down pretty good. You can't come in and steal a show. <laughs> yeah, because that woman, bless her heart, sounds like a the, the 39-year-old man. <laughs> hey, here's something fun local that just popped up on Uh-oh. the latest high school basketball poll. Your Westland Lions are the number one ranked team in the nation. What? Didn't they just lose? Didn't they just lose a game? Polls just came out. I thought they just lost to De La Salle. Yeah, number one team in the nation right now. Uh, Really? Yes. Good for them. Good for them. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Not Not too too shabby at all. Um, All right. Well, that is wild. They played Duncanville, Texas, beat them. Sierra Canyon beat them. I thought that they were in the, uh, they were in a, uh, what's it called, uh, MLK Day tournament. And I thought I saw that they had lost on Monday. So that is, one, surprising, two, very awesome for the young yeah. young men at Westland. Those guys are fighters, man. They're fun Good to, to watch. That was cool. That That's awesome. Bunch of 6'2 guys. Bunch of six two guys out there grinding, and six foot Jackson Shellstead, who which I saw that uh, in Nemec, which you can hear at recruiting show with Andrew Mack mm. every Thursday night, right here on the fan. Professional plugs. That is, um, he tweeted out that Shellstead is like just vaulting up all of the rankings, mm-hmm. the, the player rankings right now. And after watching him, I can definitely see one why. one of the top point guards in the country. A, a no doubt Mom. about it. That's awesome. I can tell you who'd use them right now, right about Mal. Who's that? The, the Oregon Ducks. Yeah, well, they just beat Arizona. Huh? Got the crap kicked out of them by the Sun Devils and then How beat Arizona. Happen? I have no idea. How does that happen at all? I don't. <laughs> That's college basketball in a nutshell. Jeez. Yeah. Louise. 
Um, really cool, though. Really cool to, to hear that. All right. Uh, we've got a shortened edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Uh, they're, they're off at 630 today. 630 is the Oregon Ducks basketball team uh, plays Cal. Um, down in the Bay Area. Tune in to find out what happens tonight. Yeah, yeah, the roller coaster continues. <laughs> um, so they got you from 3 to 6.30. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow from noon to 3. Have a great Wednesday, see you Thursday right here on The Fan. Bye. <laughs> Certainly not. First year we took it to the limit. This guy. A lot, a lot. Next question. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.